It's the Jill of All Trades, Michelle C, a.k.a. DJ Make a Move. She cute. Your host of Candy Kiss TV everywhere you need to be. And if you don't know by now, it's not your typical interview, y'all. Candy Kisses, blown away. Candy Kisses, TV for tomorrow today. Man, throw that all the on that bitch and have me sound like Teddy Payne. It's your boy Talon, baby. Michelle and Candy Kisses TV. With my girl Michelle C. Don't take it personal. Run man from the fifth floor in the ATL, chilling with Candy Kisses TV. What's up, y'all? You're watching Candy Kisses TV with my whole girl, Michelle. Hello there. Have you asked yourself what you're missing? I have. It's Candy Kisses TV. <laughs> Yo, 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 it's your boy, comedian JJ from The Sip, a.k.a. JJ Williamson. Hey, make sure you follow your boy on all social platforms. Instagram and Twitter is comedian JJ from The Sip. JJ from The Sip on Instagram and Twitter. Comedian JJ Williamson is my fan page on Facebook. Man, make sure you go to my website. I am JJ from The Sip, and I'm rocking. On Candy Kisses TV with my girl Michelle C. It is another episode of Candy Kisses TV. I'm your girl Michelle C, aka DJ Make a Move, the Jill of All Trades, everywhere you need to be. Now, first and foremost, before we get started with this fabulous dope talent, I need you to like, comment, subscribe, stop staring and looking, but not subscribe and just click it. It's free. Stop being cheap. <laughs> so that's so simple. There you go. <laughs> so now I am bringing you another dope channel like I always do. You have seen this man tickling your funny bone all over the world. He's been on TV, he's been on movies, he's been on about everything that you want to be on if you're trying to be in this entertainment industry. Let's go here for JJ from the set. JJ from the set. I'm gonna clap for my own damn self, baby. There it is, there it is, there it is. We don't have your crowd cheering. Yeah. <laughs> How you doing, love? I am doing great. Now I gotta do this. I ain't never did this before. I'm a, first of all, are you subscribed? Are you subscribed to Candy Kisses TV? I know I am. Okay, all right. Because I'm just saying no. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't do you like that. <laughs> Let's get into it. When did you know that the entertainment industry was the one for you? Um, growing up in Mississippi, it was a, it was truly a childhood dream of mine. Um, I always wanted to be in the entertainment. Um, I have older brothers and sisters, man, so they used to let me stay up late, watch a lot of crazy movies, and then they was always watching classic uh, comedy shows that used to come on NBC back in the day. So I, I, I used to watch like Arsenio Hall and Marshall Warfield and, and Robert Klein, George Carlin, Eddie Murphy back in the day, man. So, at, you know, it, uh, it was almost like you know how dog ears go up when they hear something, or since uh-huh. my, my my ears went up, like man, I love stand up. So you know, it was just a childhood dream of mine. But you know, I just never thought it would come true because I was being from Mississippi. I never thought I'd be discovered. 
Well, so how did you get discovered? Like, you just, did you get on the stage and just start rocking there it? There it is. There it is. That's I mean, basically, that's what it was. Um, uh, I I moved here in 1993 after I graduated from Alcorn State University, one of the greatest HBCUs, must I must say, okay. in the world. Alcorn State University. So I moved here in Atlanta in yeah 1993, following my girlfriend at the time in college and everything. Wanted to move up out of here, uh, out here with her. And, you know, I was doing different jobs and everything. And one of my buddies. So I'm gonna go ahead and give you the story so everybody can really understand and feel how I got to stand up. So I always been a class clown. Okay. Always been a class clown. Um, always. You know, like I won most school spirit. I was always uh, nominated for the most wittiest, you know, craziest in school, but I never won. My cousin actually used to always beat me okay, for class clown and everything. So everybody knew my personality. You know, I was a fun guy to be around. You know, I'm going to make you laugh, smile and everything. So one New Year's Eve um, here in Atlanta, because I was valeting cars at the Marriott Marquis downtown. Okay. I used to ballet cars when I first started doing stand-up. And it was a New Year's Eve. You know, we drinking, smoking, having a great time. And, you know, when the when the party getting ready to end, everybody, you know how people walk out to their car, but you still may, you know, do a couple of more, you know, conversations before you leave. And I was just making people laugh just out the blue. Just wasn't, wasn't nothing planned, wasn't no set or nothing. And somebody out the blue was like, man, you need to get on stage, dude. You funny as hell. But, you know, that, like I said, it was always a, a childhood dream of mine. But I never thought, on the real, I never thought I'd be discovered because I never thought I was going to uh, leave Mississippi. I'm like, man, ain't nobody going to get nobody from Mississippi, no chance to be no stand-up comedian. So I put it in the back burner. Never told no one. Never told no one, not a soul. Never told my parents. Never told my best friends, you know, cousins, family. Never told no one. I didn't even tell God, and I knew he knew my plan. Right. I never told a man upstairs. So, man, once again, somebody said, man, you need to do stand-up. So, man, it was almost like the light bulb just went out of my head. So I ran home to my girlfriend at the time. I didn't even say Happy New Year to her. <laughs> I was just so excited. Like, babe, I done found my niche. I know what my you know what my destiny is in, the, in, in life and everything. I'm going to be a stand-up comedian. I'm, I'm going to do stand-up. And she was like, oh, okay, you know, blowing it off. Like, you know, you ain't going to be no damn stand-up. So right. I, I went to Uptown Comedy Corner here in Atlanta, the old one that was in Buckhead upstairs mm-hmm. in the uh, right behind the Houston's in Buckhead off uh, Peace Street. Pack one night, Michelle. Pack, pack. It was a Tuesday night, open mic night. They do open mic. Then they do the heavy hitters afterwards. Mm-hmm. So they do the open mic. And and keep in mind, the, the heavy hitters at the time that was in there, I mean, Chris Chris Tucker was in there. Bruce Bruce was in there. Some more was in there. Um, uh, Earthquake. I mean, Arnaz J. It's packed on a Tuesday. So I signed up for the list. And for some reason, that was a bad night for amateurs because all the amateurs was getting booed. Everybody was getting booed. Everybody was getting booed. So the first, very first person to bring me on stage was uh, Zoo Man. Okay. Corey, Corey Zoo Miller, man. Shout out to my man, Zoo Man. Zoo Man is the very first person that ever introduced me on stage. So he went on stage. He said, man, I'm not going to do any more amateurs because okay. there's too many heavy hitters in there. But he said, I'm going to do one more amateur. 
And then I'm going to bring the heavy hitters, the crowd going crazy, like, yeah, man, I'm ready to see Chris Tucker, I'm ready to see Bruce Bruce, I'm ready to see Quake. Now, mm-hmm. keep in mind, the next amateur wasn't me. Okay. Because I, I was down on the list. So I like, damn, I'm going to miss my opportunity because I'm ready. I'm ready. So I stopped Zoo Man that night. I never forget. I looked in the eyes. I said, dude, my name is JJ Williamson. I'm on the list. I said, brother, I need to go up tonight because if I don't go up tonight, I might not come back. Cause mm-hmm. uh, you know I got my I'm, I got my adrenaline rushing you know I'm anxious I'm ready, and man I, apparently he must have felt it he must have felt mm-hmm. my desire and everything he said dude I'm gonna give you a shot, and I just told the crowd I'm not doing no more amateurs but I'm gonna go on give you a shot he said and he told me he looked my eyes he said dude you better rock this shit too All right that's more pressure now keep before <laughs> let me go back let me go back my dumb ass. Thought, I don't know what made me do this. I ended up, I invited people like I'm already established <laughs> as a as a comedian. I'm like, man, y'all come on, check me out. I'm a, I'm doing amateur night at Uptown. Like, like I'm my like my name on the marquee. I don't what I don't know what man. I mean, it may have been some arrogant cockiness or something. Mm-hmm. So I invited folks, packed in there. So Zoo Man go back on stage. Oh, before he go up, the comic that went up, he got booed. Okay. He got booed too. So Zoo Man said, I'm gonna go on stage. Zoo Man go on stage, said, Man, I know I said I wasn't gonna do no more amateurs, but I'm gonna do one more. Before he even said who the comedian was, uh, and man, everybody just restless. Oh, we don't want to see no more amateurs. Well, mm-hmm. we want to see Earthquake, we want to see Chris Tucker. Bring on the real comedians. He said, No, this guy stopped me, told me he ready. So I'm gonna give him a chance, and then he looked at me again before he introduced me. He said, "Man, you better rock this thing." Extra pressure, and I'm sure he's, oh. he probably said, "You better rock this on the and mic." You on the mic? He on the mic? He told the crowd that while he was telling me, "Uh, extra, I'm I'm sweating, my booty tight, it's moist, <laughs> I'm loose in there." So, man, he said, man, y'all give it up for J.J. Williams. I go on stage. When I tell you, I have never been that nervous in my entire life. And I'd have been to jail. I didn't got pulled over. And that, I mean, that didn't make me nervous. But being on that stage. So I'd never forget my first couple of lines. And I told the crowd. I looked down in the crowd and said, I know y'all see it in my face. Or you may hear it in my voice. Because my voice cracking. I'm trembling. I'm just that nervous. I say, I know y'all see it in my face. You may hear it in my voice. I say, I'm nervous than a motherfucker. <laughs> right. But you know what? The crowd supported me. They like, go ahead, little dude. Go mm-hmm. ahead and do your thing. I had five minutes. I, no, it wasn't even five. I may have had maybe about three minutes of material. And I really only had one joke. Okay. I was talking about the difference between black college football games and white college football games. Okay. It's just the difference. You know, white people be all... Knows all prepped up and back straight, clapping. You know, black folk, we wasting drinks, cussing, you know, in there jamming with the band. So I told the distance between that. I got a standing ovation my very first night. Oh, wow. My very first night of stand up, man. And here I am now. I know that's right. A lot of times people don't, you get nervous because you got immediate eyes just judging you. Yes, judging you. It's, you know, people are relatable. So if you can be relatable, the yes. audience can go away. 
<laughs> and that's what people was feeling because you know I, I I painted a picture of, of of things that people have been through and seen before, and, and like I said, they can relate to black college ba- football games because everybody has been to one, especially if you went to a HBCU. So they understood what I was going, what I was doing. I painted that picture, man, and like I said, I got a standing ovation, standing ovation, and here I am. I'm not sure. So when you um start, cause I've I've been behind the scenes in the comedy world for a while doing okay. that stuff. But um, what I didn't know, and now that I do know, cause I've been in it for a long time, is that comedians are writers. So when did you know that you were a good writer? Um, you know, probably from the jump. Probably from the jump of my career, because I mean. You know, I really don't, I have a set show, but you know, I just try to paint those pictures, man. You know, I just, you know, I think I'm a great, I think I'm a great storyteller, man. And like I said, I try to make you visualize what I'm talking about and paint that picture and everything. So I knew I was a great writer. Uh, back in, in high school, we used to, uh, each class used to put on this play. It was called Kaleidoscope, where each class come up with a, a premise and uh, we write around it. And, and I wrote yeah. the first one pretty much by myself. Uh, my on the tenth grade, my tenth grade year, and everything, and I won best actor uh, for the class um, and everything through all the classes and everything, man. So writing was definitely something that I, you know, I was drawn to from an early age, man. And you know, I just, I just try to make it flow. That's dope. That sounds like a dope class that people need to take now. That's yeah, awesome. for real. Yeah, yeah. It was just a dope little class, man. You know, everybody, you know, try to chip in, you know, different ideas of how you want the story to go and and the plot. And how you want to end up, man? And it we came in, we did well. The class came in second. Mm-hmm. We came in second out of the 10th, 11th, 12th grade. But uh, I won best actor of all the classes. That's pretty dope. Yeah. Now, the thing I've noticed about um, comedians as well, most of them they don't just do stand up. They're in the acting lane. They're like they write pilots. They do correct. Movie and doing all that stuff when did you start saying like you know what i'm, I'm gonna take it beyond the comedy stage comedy thing um you know just you know just you know um over the years you know i continue to you know strive to be a great comedian and you know tighten up my writing skills and then you know because there's so many different branches of a tree as far as entertainment mm-hmm. so you know i just started writing different things down and then i started trying to write little short films and come up with little different creative ideas and and then I, I end up uh teaming up with Cedric the entertainer. Okay. Especially after the king after the Kings of Comedy, you know, everybody went their different ways and separate ways, man. So Cedric knew who I was early in my career. I had did a couple of shows opening up for him and you know um connecting with his management out in St. Louis. I used to go to St. Louis a lot and do shows, different shows at different venues. And his management team would always come and check me out. So they told said, like, man, it's a young gun. It's a young dude out here, man, that's dope. I think he's going to make some moves in this business, man. We need to grab him when we go out on our own after the Kings, man. And said, like, man, I want you to come ride with me. Well, first of all, said did this thing with Bud Light. He did this, that. Yeah, mm-hmm. he did the Bud Light tour. It was called the Bud Light. Cedric Entertainer presents the uh, uh, comedy review. So he'll take comedians out that he felt like that was going to make some moves in this business, uh, eventually in this business, man. So it was like me, uh, Lil Duval, uh, Rodney Perry, Leon Rogers was on there, uh, Juan Villarreal, Tony Tone. So he did this comedy hey, review. Comedy, I got all those DVDs. Yeah, yeah, man. So it was called... Uh, <laughs> comedy review 
And then he did this thing called the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. He sh- yeah, yeah, he shot that in my in my home state of Mississippi. And then after the Bud Light um, review stopped and said went out of his own, he was like, "Hey, JJ, I want you to be my opening act. I want you to open up, man. You can. I'm gonna let you go out there and do your thing for 25, 30 minutes, and then you bring me up. I like cool. So I rolled with said. I rolled for said for about 13, 14 years. Sam be looking out for a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. You know, he's a great brother. He's real humble, man. You know, the the, the fame having went to his head. He forgot where he came from, man. And he took me on his wing, allowed me to uh introduce my, you know, my my flavor, my brand to his audience, taught me the ins and outs about the comedy game, about how to handle business, how to interview, you know, what direction I may want to go in my business, man. So yeah, definitely shout out to Sid Entertainer. So uh, yeah, because I he's he's I had uh, Sean on the show a couple of weeks ago, and he looked out for Sean too. Yeah, so, yeah. I was blessed to meet him when I was working at the radio station. So he's always been real laid back. Real yeah, home. real laid back dude. Man, absolutely. It's nice to know that people that you admire that stay humble. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Your head, this is this is a problem. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you ain't lying. It's definitely be a problem. <laughs> so, <laughs> with what you learned from him, did you ever think about um, doing? kind of like that like doing your own show and inviting comedians in i do that now you know like i said i rode with said for a while man so you know it was just trying for me to step away from up under his shadow Mm -hmm. and you know and start truly making a name for myself on my own and my build my own brand and fan base so uh we sat down and we talked about it man he understood he felt like it was the right time he think that was a great move by me to uh, go out and do things on my own. So, you know, I mean, it was a, it was a setback because I didn't have that name to draw people out and everything. But, you know, over the years, I started building my fan base, you know, doing different clubs and doing, you know, the improvs and the funny bones, man. And, uh, and things started really, you know, taking off for me. And, you know, and, and then he brought me back to do Johnson Family Vacation, the mm-hmm. movie. So yep. he gave me a dope little uh, part in there with some speaking lines, man. And even though my part was small, it, it's amazing how people still recognize me from that. They like, man, you was kinfolk. You huh? was the dude that was, yeah, you were kinfolk in the movie. You the one begging for money. I'm like, yeah, man. So, yeah, man. Uh, going out on my own, uh, like I say, it was it was a tough task at the beginning, man. But I believed in my craft, my talent. I got the man upstairs in my life, man, and uh, I took a chance, and uh, things are panning out very well. Well, the dope thing about it is because people don't realize just because you may not have millions of fans, like, initially, you'd be surprised how many people do know who you are. Yes, like, exactly. From years ago, just being in the Atlanta scene, going to different comic club, like, you've been doing comedy for a minute. I was like, oh, yeah, that's, because when I saw the movie, I was like, oh, that's the dude I saw at the comedy club. The comedy <laughs> club, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I get that a lot, <laughs> man. So, um, yeah, it, it like I said, that, that said experience truly helped me out to, you know, be where I am right now. Now, what is something valuable that you learned during the quarantine time? Uh, you know, I, I, I truly got in tune with myself, you know, not being able to go anywhere, being outside. So I had a lot of free time. So I learned that, I, you know, I can continue to be creative. So I was I stayed creative on social media, uh, you know, just building different characters. And, you know, I, I did this jailhouse Willie thing in my shower like I was in prison. 
and everything, man. And people grasped to that. That was a real dope little time, Jailhouse Willie. Then I started doing this club patio thing in my in my patio in my backyard where I just spin classic music, R and B, soul, rap. And man, I got a big following there. And and uh people was really in tune to that, man. So, you know, the quarantine helped me let me know that I'm I still can be creative even during this downtime. Now, with with that being said, because I know a lot of times uh, a couple of comedians that I spoke to, they said, you know, it was kind of hard for them because, you know, you're missing your shows or whatever to the point where they even got a little depressed. Like, how did you fight past that? Um, yeah, I mean, I think everybody, you know, it, it touched everybody in, in different ways and everything, man. You know, I just felt like, you know, once I think I felt like this world was going to open back up eventually. Um, I knew it was a tough time, you know, but luckily, you know, I was. um smart enough to do right with my money yes you know i went out here splurging and balling and trying to live and 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 keep up with the joneses and make people think like i'm living this lavish life and everything but so i put my money up for 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 hard times and you know we never thought that times were going to be this hard but i was blessed to you know have some money put aside that you know to continue to feed my family and keep this roof over our head and everything. Oh, that's right. Hey, man. <laughs> now, my next question is most of the time when people are, like you say, when you're doing the acting thing, how hard is it to actually get into the acting game as far as getting agents and all that rigmarole that you got to do to even get to the audition? Um, it just depends. You know, it's almost about timing. Uh, in my In my point of view, timing, being at the right place at the right time. Um, like for me, you know, I just been grinding on this road, uh, doing stand up and, you know, going back and forth to LA, going back and forth to New York in different stages. Cause especially at LA, you know, you never know who's going to be in the audience. True. Never who's going to be in the audience with, uh, you know, that's an agent or a movie director or, or, or you know, the people that put pilots out or, or a big movie production and everything. So I was able to, go out there and uh, showcase my talent and a couple of people approach me and you know, for different little ideas and different um, sitcoms and movies and stuff. So I was blessed to get me an agent and I do, I do do auditions. Um, and um, 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 I, like I said, I landed Johnson family vacation. Then I landed a couple of other little small parts and in, in different little uh, like C movies that maybe that really didn't make it to the, uh, the, theater but they was on dvd you could stream them so i have a couple of little, uh small budget movies that i did that you know just showcase my talent and everything and like you said during the quarantine man you know i just stayed humble focused and um and next thing you know i landed i started doing radio like we, i'm doing syndicated radio now Oh, yeah, yeah. We're gonna make the we're gonna make the we're gonna make the big announcement next week. I just oh, agreed to the terms. Yeah, so I'm gonna be on DD in the morning. Okay. Yeah, DD in the morning. She's out of uh, Dallas, Texas. Uh, she has a syndicated show now from five thirty to ten thirty Eastern time, and um, you know, so I got a lot of people that's gonna call in. All my little celebrity friends gonna call in to wish me well. And everything like I got a chance to uh in um who I uh just interviewed. I just did Lil Nas X. Okay. I did, uh, today I this morning I did Shawnee O'Neal. You yeah. know, we was advertising uh, you know, the the new season of basketball basketball wise. So, 
you know, you know, radio is really a tremendous platform to showcase who you are. And mm-hmm. I've been doing it for the last uh, two months. They will start. They started me off with a guest and everything, and then we start vibing and clicking. They continue to bring me on and continue to let me stay on a little longer. And and yeah, here I am now. And like I said, I, and I didn't really. I knew the power of radio, but once I started doing it. It really just didn't sink in that, you know, people are truly listening. And now my followers are going up. People are hitting me up like, man, we're enjoying you on the show. So, like, uh, two weeks ago, I did the improv in in Dallas. Okay. Now, keep in mind, I've done the improv on several occasions. And and I do great numbers. Do great numbers where I I get a bonus and everything. But... This pastime, uh, me being on radio and I'm advertising it on a regular basis, I sold all my shows out. I know that's right. So we're going to take a moment of um, silence for you to pop your collar real quick. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I've been doing, like I I said, I used to work at a radio station, but radio is political to a degree. Yes. These new podcasts, because if even if they don't see your talent, you can hey, you can show everybody your talent with or without them. Well, there you go, absolutely, absolutely, that's true. So yeah, you know, and this is my first time doing radio, so you know, I'm I'm learning the ins and outs and what not to say, what I can say, and you know how you got to be careful on certain little topics and everything. So and the yeah. Best- the FCC, they ain't playing no game. Oh, they are not playing no game. They're like, JJ, you can't say that. I like my bad. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm learning. Yeah. I don't want to know him at all moments. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So one of my favorite jokes that you uh tell is the one where you have the the Tila, the Tila beat in the background. Tila, man. You know what, man? It's amazing how that caught on because that was that was nothing planned it was not nothing i wrote down like i'm gonna do this i know this gonna kill uh i mean i'm from the south so i already knew about the song and that particular night that i came up with it with the skit the dj just happened to play it shout out to dj at love for that man he just happened to play it and i was just on stage i'm sure i was been drinking i probably a little high and you know, I was just up in there like, damn, this shit, I forgot all about that beginning. And I said, DJ, let me hear that again. And he just started playing it. And I asked him to do it again and do it again. And it just caught on. Man, listen, it, everybody that know you know that joke. They so know it, that joke. They can't steal jokes. They can't steal that one. They can't steal that one. They cannot steal <laughs> that one. That is so branded already. And uh, you know, I've been doing it for a couple of years and I was about to retire and I tried to come out. I remember one show I came out, I came out to something different mm-hmm. and somebody hollered out before I even got a chance to say, hello, how y'all doing? Hey, where that Tila song at? <laughs> that's right. I like, dude, y'all still want to hear that shit? Yeah. They're like, man, yeah, that's your signature. That's so it. man, I mean, I can't even retire that. I can't even retire. I can't retire that. Comedy special or anything, you gotta start. You got to do it, and it's it's amazing how it it spread it like wildfire. I mean, like it it really spread it. Um, the YouTube numbers that went crazy over it, and then next thing you know, like I said, I'm from Mississippi, and you know, A Ball, MJG, and Tila, they are originally from Memphis, right? Right. So I knew I got a couple of homeboys that was cool with A Ball, MJG. They mentioned it to them. 
And then next thing you know, MJ, A Ball MJG, you know about it. Then uh, Tila hit me in the DM on Instagram one time, like, man, I heard you killing my my song on the on the road man he like man appreciate you introducing me to this young generation because right. it's I, even after i do this a lot of people still to this day hit me like man i never heard of that song what's the name of that song i need to look that up i said dude that's a classic you need I'm to like, tell you need royalties the way you yeah do. i like dude that, i said i tell people like man that's been out since like 93 94 or something like that that's that's been out since folks been wearing rayon shirts that one, and uh, you know what other song that was popular in the A? Uh, straight from the deck, straight yeah. from the deck, <laughs> ghetto mafia, baby. That's <laughs> the one, right? Yeah, here. so yeah, it's it like I said, it went to A ball MJG, then Tila found out, and then the producer was Jazzy Faye, he found out, and then I like I always say the joke, I'm like, man, who is the dude playing the bass? Mm-hmm. Man, I mean, like I said, it's spreading so much. Then I end up meeting the guy that did the bass. What? And look, the dude that did the bass, he moved to Dallas. He brought his guitar to the show, Lord. brought it on stage, and allowed me to sign it. And while I was on stage, ain't that dope? Dope. Yeah, That's- I like wow, man. So yeah, man, that that show enough is definitely something mm-hmm. I can't get rid of. <laughs> that's another thing i always ask uh people that i talk to because music does influence a lot yes it does I mean, it I, does yeah right i say i do all that so i'm always loving music so who is your favorite rapper and singer and why okay um and i'm not just saying this because he's from mississippi man but i'm a big crit fan okay big crit is one of my favorite rappers out right now man the dude is dope he a great storyteller and I mean, you know, he's not just out there just saying anything. The man really got something to say that make you think and visualize and want to hear more, man. So Big Crit right now is my is my favorite uh singer. I mean rapper as far as singing. Oh, I, I'm a fan of everybody. But it is a new hot cat. And again, <laughs> I'm not just trying to show love to my state, but he's from Mississippi too. Okay. Uh, Akeem, Akeem Ali. Okay. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Akeem Ali. Google him. He's a dope artist, man. The dope Duke and sing, rap. Uh, he just killed the 85 South show, so his he is truly blowing up. So yeah, Akeem Ali. But as far as the, you know, some some people that's truly been already out there. Uh, I'm a Nas fan. Okay. Nas fan. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of singers. Um. Singles, you know, I'm, I'm, I, you know, even though he locked up, I'm an R. Kelly fan. <laughs> you can't deny a, you can knock R. Kelly, even though when I ain't approve of what he used to do, allegedly. Right. But right. you know, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't knock his genius. Mm-hmm. Cannot right. knock his genius right now. No, that's right. Okay, <laughs> name one entrepreneur you admire and why. Uh, entrepreneur. Uh, I'm have to go with you can't you can't knock Steve Harvey. Okay. Steve Harvey, uh, his 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 hustle game is off the roof. Um, um and then and he set me down because he was on the set. He did Johnson Family Vacation. He just told me different ends and outs about the business, man, how to continue to grow your brand and don't settle into just one thing, man. It's like I said, man, it's so many branches to the tree of entertainment. I mean 
TV shows, uh, game shows like like he's doing, and you know you can get your foundation growing, um, your different avenues of uh, different business, you know, propositions that may come around. So yeah, definitely Steve Harvey, man. I admire the man, hustle his grind, um, the way he conduct business and everything. Uh, yeah, my man Steve for sure. My mama loves Steve Harvey so much. She was like, maybe one day you can interview him. I was like, Mama, I don't know that man. <laughs> <laughs> but you never know. You're right. But you I, I never know. If I ever get to interview Steve Harvey, please believe, you know, my mama going to be right here. Like, hey. Oh, on your hip. Yeah, she going she gonna to mess around and have her list of questions. <laughs> Miss, you already know she is. Because she's yeah. like, him about my book. I need to tell him. Look, I look. I don't know the man. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I'm like, one day maybe we'll we'll see yeah, what. Happens. One day we'll work it out. Absolutely. <laughs> well, in the writing game, I want to talk about what if you had to write a, I would say a TV series. If you had to write a TV series today, what would it be about, and who would your character be? Oh. Uh. You know what? Uh, me and one of my young guns, man, right now, Justin Mitchell, man, we we working on a pilot. You know, Justin. I went to high school with him. Oh, uh, you know, Justin. Yeah, man, Justin is a fan of mine. Justin is a fan of mine, man. Um, he had been writing a a, a, a little a plot. I mean, a, a pilot, a sitcom based on my style and my my countryness and everything, man. And he been we've been working on it for a while, and it's called Live a Little Better. So I've been I've been trying to, uh, you know, because that's the thing in my segment of my show. I'll be telling people I just want to live a little better, live a little better. So he's been writing about that, man. So it's about a family, man, that that lives in an apartment complex that's just trying to, you know, make ends meet every day. We live check for check, check to check and um, I'm trying to raise my family and my kids and everything, man. You know, I'm trying to I'm, I continue to switch jobs. And everything, man. So, you know, like we got, we got, like I was playing the main character. Uh, we pitched it to said entertainer that he liked it. He's going to play the janitor. I mean, the maintenance man of the apartment complex, you know, coming in there fixing on things. I come home sometime. He already in the house fixing shit. Like, dude, we ain't even let you in. So, right. you know, so we, have, we got, we, we, we trying to pitch it to George Wallace to play the landlord and everything, man. So, yeah, I can play yeah, something. Yeah, play something. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm gonna, and you know Justin, so I'm going to make sure I put that plug in. Yeah, if I, I pull up whatever you need, whether you need me to do makeup behind the scenes or do a little speaking role. I need well, my there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, we're working on that right now, trying to pitch it to different little uh, networks and um, and a couple of uh, other different little, uh, streaming avenues. That's going to be dope. Yeah, that should be dope. All right, so we're moving on to our segment. So we're gonna go with our celebrity crushes. Okay. Kiss or diss. So you just I'm gonna name the celebrities. You're gonna decide who you kissing, who you dissing. All right, come on with it. Gabrielle Union or Regina King. Who you kissing, who you dissing? I'm gonna kiss. I'm gonna kiss. Oh, I like them both, but I'm gonna kiss Gabrielle. Okay. Regina, I'm sorry, baby. You know I love you. Mm-hmm. But I want a tongue. Gabrielle Union. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Chili of TLC or Coco of SWV. Who you kissing? Who you dissing? Mm. I'm gonna I'm kiss Chili. Even though Chili be want somebody that don't drink, smoke, and eat meat. <laughs> God damn it. You, you just gonna you're gonna taste some of these poke chops in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna kiss Chili 
And I'm going to pass on Coco, even though me and Coco are real cool, though. <laughs> All right. Last one. Barbara Jordan or Roseanne Barr? Who you kissing? Who you dissing? Man, I'm dissing Roseanne. I'm going with my sister. <laughs> I'll go. I want. I want. I want to take Barbara's glasses off and and, and while we kissing, I want to pat her fro. You need to take a black power. Picture. Yeah, well, I'm doing black power picture with Barbara. I'm going with Barbara, baby. <laughs> All right, so we are moving on to our DAQ. That is dumbass questions, just random questions I want answers to. Okay, come on. If you can make up a word that will be included in the dictionary, what would the word be, and what would be its definition? Uh, what crazy ass word would I put in the def- uh, in the in the damn Webster dictionary? I'll probably go with something like "post to be." Okay, okay. you know, "post to be." I know people, and the correct um, way to say it is "supposed to be," but black folks say "post to be." Mm-hmm. Post to be, and the definition of "post to be" is 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 it's the same as "supposed to be," but. You know, let my fact. Let me let me just use it in a sentence so everybody can really get a good understanding. You know, supposed to be, you know, it'd be like, hey JJ, are you gonna cook today? Are you gonna still have that 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 Super Bowl party? Well, I, I talked to my wife. We supposed to be doing it. Mm-hmm. We supposed to be doing it. We supposed to be. I ain't <laughs> sure, but we supposed to be. <laughs> All right. <laughs> if you could smack anyone in your past that you know personally with no consequences, who would it be? Ooh, I'm going to have to go with my 10th grade English teacher. <laughs> God damn it. Miss Hilliard. <laughs> she corrected you when, she's, when you said supposed to be. That's that, that, I'm supposed to be doing right. But I wasn't doing right. And uh, and what's crazy about it, Miss Hilliard is my mom's best friend. I'll talk my ace cool Thelma and Louise is my mama and Miss Hilliard. But Miss Hilliard, you know, she, I mean, she was a great um, uh, woman and everything. But behind that desk, boy, she used to get on my ass. She didn't give me no passes because I'm cool with her mom. I mean, she cool with my mom and everything. So she used to whoop my ass in, the, in, in class back in the day and everything. So I just want to slap her glasses across the room one time. <laughs> <laughs> one time, I didn't want to slap this shit out them glasses. One time, I'm talking about open hand. I, I, I want this part right here to hit the cheek where she can really. I don't want this the soft part. I want this right here to go across that damn face so bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one good time. One good time. If you had to remix the Sesame Street theme song to a trap song, how would it go? Oh my God, Sesame Street, <laughs> Sesame Street. I probably, I, I probably use uh, uh, the like Roddy, Roddy, Roddy Rich little beat from the box beat. Uh huh. Sesame Street, Sesame Street, hey, Sesame Street, hey, Big Bird, hey. and Big Bird, and where's the grouch? <laughs> and where's the grouch? He in the garbage can. He in the garbage can. Playing with his hand. <laughs> Playing with his hand. <laughs> now, what is the worst name you could give a barbershop? The worst name you can give a barbershop is uh, we not that bad. Mm-hmm. Barbershop. 
That's a, <laughs> you, we not that bad, Bob. You be like, I don't know if I want to go in that motherfucker right there. Talk about they not that bad. <laughs> I don't know who to ask for. Who in here not that bad? <laughs> it's next to we all right. <laughs> yeah, we all right, or or we'll do. <laughs> or, or, or another name is sometime it be fresh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are moving to our GMG section. What grinds your gangster? Name one of your pet peeves. One of my pet peeves, man. Uh, oh, my God. I hate when my family open up a brand new soap and the other one ain't done yet. <laughs> I hate that. I don't care how small. I mean, and I mean, the soap be damn near. Middle fool, but you are open a new one. You open a new day. I, I, I mean, we got so many soaps in our damn soap dish mm-hmm. open for no damn reason. I'm like, why you keep opening up all these damn soaps and this one ain't ain't done. And and another one that I hate, and a lot of people do it, majority of the world do it. I hate when folks skip that first bread in the bread loaf. What? Ain't nothing wrong, ain't nothing wrong with that damn bread. Don't nobody want that little butt piece, man. Man, that butt piece would be good though. Yeah, when you ain't got nothing else. <laughs> see now, see now that that's what that's the problem right there. You always wait till it's the last little bit, <laughs> but <laughs> but it's been sitting there waiting on you. Soon as you took that damn wrap off. Now, see, now that would be my pet peeve if I go to get some to make me a nice little sandwich and all they left me was the end piece. I'd be pissed off. You'd be pissed off. Yeah, you pet peeve. If niggas to drink all the Kool Aid, like, and you don't make another one, you gonna drink every. I am, and don't make another. Oh, boy, I be throwing. I throw a package at you. Let me tell you, I was. It, it <laughs> my soul. It grabs my gloss. Yeah. Yeah, I was in high school and I was I made some Kool Aid and I was and I had had Kool Aid in years. I was like, I'm gonna make me some good Kool Aid. Kool Aid is gonna be cool. So wow. I made one glass. I went back in the room chilling, doing my homework, whatever. My mom's husband went out and cut the grass. <laughs> it came back because you know what's hot outside, ain't right, it? Right, 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 right. <laughs> Kool Aid. I ain't tripping. That. He got some Kool Aid. I know it's hot. You want something fresh to drink? When I came back later on that afternoon and said, "I want another glass of Kool Aid," don't you know that damn picture was in the sink with not a trace of Kool Aid left? Oh, you know, oh. I know you was hot. I said, "I got some for his ass." Next right. time, Kool Aid. You know how you had an empty water, um, the water gallon jug. Right, right, I had right. Some- I made my Kool-Aid, poured it in that gallon, <laughs> took it to my room. When I wanted some Kool-Aid, I just went to the refrigerator, got some ice, and filled my glass. Right. Like, I'm going to get me some damn Kool-Aid. <laughs> Kool-Aid. I ain't only child, but I don't like sharing, though. Right. Exactly. I get it. I get it. I get it. We are moving on. During the quarantine, me and a good friend of mine, DJ R. Star, shots to him, made a game called Single Do. Single so, Do. Okay. Let's do Single Do. Game and all you're doing is you're singing the melody of the song on the card, but you can only use the word do. I can only use the word do while I'm singing the song, right? So when you're singing the melody, you're singing it and do. So I'm gonna give you an example, okay? You guess the song and then I'm gonna let you do some. All right, so we got RB, hip hop, we got greatest hits, pop, billboard hits, country rock, old school TV themes, and party and dance hits. Okay, Which, what category you gonna do? Let's do RB. All right, let's go. Um, 
I heard it all before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. All right, come on. All right. Do 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 Oh man, uh, I don't got to know that beat. Do 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 you know, it ain't no fun. If it's the homie can't have nothing. It ain't no fun. God damn, yeah. JJ. <laughs> Last one. Uh. Oh, I know that. I know that. I know that. <laughs> Give up. Do it one more time. One more time. Golly, I know what that is. I know what that is. Let me see. Do it. Every time I there see you, come, come on, yeah. really? I thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got that one. All right, so I'm gonna let you do it. So I'm gonna hold the card up, and once you pick out the song you want to do, I'm put it down. And I'm gonna guess. All right, come on. Ready? All right. Let me know where you need to put it. Okay, I got one. Okay. Do 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 uh, uh, go up just a little bit. Let me see. Leave. All right, go back down again. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, okay, I got. Let me. Let me just think of those. Okay. Now nah, go back. I, I can't do that. One. Go back. <laughs> let me. Let me see yeah. that again. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> And what's that bottom one? Okay, I'm gonna do. I, I got one. All right. Do 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 do. Uh, uh Jay Z. Jay Z. Big Pippin. Big Pippin. Okay. Big okay. Pippin. Spend the cheese. Hey. All right. <laughs> All right. That's the last one. You got it. Uh. Okay, I got one. Okay. Do 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 before I let go. Before I let go. Okay. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Good job. Okay, go ahead, girl. <laughs> I like that game. That's fun. You do if you.
you're interested in the game, you can get it at singadoo.com. And JJ, thank you so much for joining me. Please let them know how they can find you again if you got any merchandise. Oh, and you don't act like I don't know. You got to tell about your podcast and I know about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Yes, and we just uh, shot an uh, episode last night. Shout out to my man Steve Brown, Laugh, Love, and Comedian Miss Jen and myself, man. We on this podcast we call uh, Yeah, We Talk Like This Show. Bunch of country flavored uh, uh, aspects about life, man. So we, we shoot that, man. So make sure you subscribe to our uh, YouTube channel as well. Yeah, we talk like this. You can catch me on there. You can go to my um, my website, which is imjjfromthesip.com. I got the dope merchandise, my T-shirts. I sell them. They're going crazy. Uh, actually, I'm waiting on the new shipment of those in now because they've been selling real well. So go to my website, imjjfromthesip.com. Instagram, Twitter is uh, jjfromthesip. That's two Ps. That's short for Mississippi. Two Ps on Instagram and uh, Twitter. Comedian JJ Williamson is my fan page on Facebook. And uh, I know I'll be in the city near you. And you can uh, make sure you tune in each and every morning, Monday through Friday, on the DD Morning Show. And you'll hear my country ass every morning. And make sure you tune in every Monday and Thursday at Candy Kiss TV from uh, Monday to Thursday, Monday and Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We will see Absolutely. you on the next Hey, Candy Kisses TV, I, I, I enjoyed it, man. It's a great platform, man. I love it. Uh, whenever you need me again, just let me know. I'll be here. And tell all your friends and your cousins. I let them know, man. So as soon as, yeah, make sure you send me the link for everything, man. I'm going to make sure I put it out, man. So, yeah, YouTube.com. Backslash Candy Kisses TV. That's it. <laughs> Candy Kisses TV is sponsored by Singadoo. Did you do it today? Singadoo. Singadoo. Can you do it? Can you do it? Can you do it? Can you do it like this? Can you do it real quick? Go get it. Go get it. Pick a card up. Pick your genre up. Can you do it? with some class but make it real fast this time is kind of tricky can you do it in 60 get your copy today at singadoo.com make sure you like comment and most importantly subscribe and tune in every monday and thursday 2 p.m eastern standard time and if you feel it in your heart go ahead and donate no dollar amount is too small Candy Kisses TV, baby. <laughs> Not your typical interview, y'all. Wait, I can't forget. If you haven't already, check out artistperiod.com. Candy Kisses TV has merchandise. Check us out on artistperiod.com. A-R-T-I-S-T-P-E-R-I-O-D. Period. <laughs>